Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kelly. We got a busy freaking week. Mm -hmm. This is the week before E3, so we got a lot coming our way very soon. But we also had a lot that happened this week. We're going to talk about what we played, some news that happened, and then we are also fresh off the heels of the Summer Games Fest Expo. You might say fresh off the heels. Fresh off the the heels. Wow. Yes. We're starting we're starting hot today. <laughs> Be ready. We got a good show for you. And then we're going to talk about that E3 schedule and then we're also going to have some fun at the end and give you a couple a couple expectations for E3 and then of course the fun thing, some hopes. So make sure you stay tuned the whole time. Yes. Very exciting stuff. It's it really has been a packed week. We have so much to discuss. So let's get into it. Should Andrew? we start with what we've played, perhaps? Yes. Tell me what you've been playing this week. I've had a pretty busy week of play. I played a lot of new releases, new multiplayer releases, which is kind of unusual for me. Um, but I had access to them for free for several reasons, so I was able to play them. Uh, the first game that I played this week was Knockout City, which is a new uh, 3v3 combat dodgeball game. Um it's made by EA. It's one of their EA originals. Uh, it's really fun. I've been playing it with a couple friends who have it as well. Um, we had a lot of fun with it. It's really easy to get into, but there's like a lot of gameplay depth. So it's something that you could definitely put a lot of hours into. Um, it's not a pretty game. I would say in many ways it's an ugly game, but uh, it's just some strange art style choices. A lot of the characters are pretty, pretty hideous. It took a long time to like make a customizable character I didn't think was gross. But in the end, you're playing quick games that move very quickly. You only see your character's back uh, and the, the gameplay is fun. So I ended up enjoying it either way. Um, I have a very large piece of advice for anybody who is playing this game. The second you turn it on, go into your audio settings and turn off the narrator. Um, one of the worst parts of the game is just this guy constantly yelling what is happening that you can see in front of you. <laughs> uh, and it's very easy to turn it off, and it's a far more enjoyable experience. So I highly recommend doing that. Um, it does have microtransactions, so you can purchase in-game money with real-world money so that you can buy cosmetic stuff, um, which I think is pretty icky considering the game costs money. So if it's a free game, I'm a little more, you know, lenient with that kind of stuff. But this game was not free, so it should not have those, in my opinion. But it is but it is EA, so I didn't expect anything less. Um, it's free on Game Pass, so if you have an Xbox and a Game Pass subscription or PC, I highly recommend checking this out. And if you don't have Game Pass, I still recommend checking it out. It's only $20. It's on all the major consoles. If you have a couple friends to go in with, it's a really good time. Um... I don't know how long I'll stick with it, but I had a very fun time this week, and I don't regret any time I spent with it. So that's the first game I played this week, but I had a busy week, like I said. I also played Virtua Fighter V Ultimate Showdown, which is the, as we discussed last week when it was announced, a remaster of the over-decade-old arcade game, Virtua Fighter V. Um, it looks pretty good. It's definitely nothing, like, insane. The remaster's not making it look like insanely cutting edge but it but it is definitely a big step up from that original 
Um, it has very weighty and realistic combat. It's kind of like Tekken. If if anybody has played that, you can kind of know what you're getting into. I've played Pokken. Pokken. It, well, it's actually very similar to Pokken in some ways. <laughs> A lot less Pokemon in this one, though. Ugh. <laughs> What's the point? Uh, but it's a very like snappy game. The res the combat is very quick and responsive. Um, online is really important to to fighting games like this, and it's pretty it's pretty bad, I must say. Uh, once you get into a game, it's very functional. But uh, when I was trying to find like random matches, it took really long time to get into one. And then there's also no means of playing with friends, which seems like an enormous oversight to me. So what? Yeah, I, I was shocked and I was like, this cannot be correct. So what I had to do to play with my friend Shay was to open a, a lobby with like kind of specific conditions. And then he went into the lobby search and entered those conditions and then just kept refreshing until he saw my name <laughs> as one of the options. Wow. Um. Once we were in, it was amazing. Like there was no latency. It felt like every it felt like we were in the same room together. But the fact that it was so difficult to get into a room with each other was was really rough. So I'm hoping that gets ironed out pretty soon. Cause I don't know how you release a game with an oversight like that. But very similar to the last game I talked about, this game is also free if you have PlayStation Plus. It is PlayStation exclusive at the moment. Um, if you have PlayStation Plus and you're at all interested in fighting games, this is a very good one to give a try. If you have a friend that you can play with, preferably in the same room, so you don't have to deal with the online stuff, this is a good one to go in on. And then uh, last game that I played this week was a little bit of Fortnite, just because they released the new season, so I played with some friends just to try it out. Not much to say. Uh, this feels like a weird season pass to me, like the content they added, because they have uh, Rick from Rick and Morty. And then Superman is going to be in it. And, and that's it. And Everyone's favorites. It's just such a strange combo. And it feels like there's like a big gap. And, you know, going back to what we discussed with some like Fortnite leaks a couple weeks ago, I feel like, and according to some reports I read this week, which are not very substantiated, so I won't, you know, don't rely on them too much. But it really seems like Metroid content was supposed to be in this one like samus was supposed to be a major character and maybe like there was like a, a metroid segment of the map because mm -hmm. there's just like weird open spots that feel like they're missing content this season mm. so that's my unsubstantiated claim so <laughs> spread it widely <laughs> so <laughs> that's my list of games this week how about you kelly what have you been playing um, I've actually kind of been playing two. So early in the week, as we know, I've been working through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I finished Mass Effect 3 oh. on Monday, I want to say, or Tuesday. It was earlier in the week, so uh -huh. I finished that. I've played the game before. I know what happens. I know the ending. I'm not going to go into it because it's been the ending for, you know, to almost 10 years now, so my word <laughs> but um i actually went back and i started a new playthrough um with a different character on a harder difficulty i didn't really i just kind of set it up to go because i actually have been like itching to try andromeda again now that mm -hmm. i've gone through the original trilogy um you know 
there's a lot to be said for Andromeda and the way it was released and all of the press that it got, the bad press. Um, but I am enjoying my time with it. I felt that way when I first played the game. Um, I think it's a fun game. Maybe not like a fun Mass Effect game because it's kind of like so detached from the original trilogy that you're kind of like, even the tone is so different. Um, but I've been, been enjoying my time with it. I mean, I've only been able to play for a few hours one night because I've actually had a very busy week. But um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been up to, just in a very like Mass Effect mood. I haven't really touched anything else. Um, I Overall, I think the Legendary Edition was very, very good. Um, I think that especially if you're able to play it on like um, a PS5 or, you know, especially PC, I think that it's a really beautiful game. I think they did a really good job of remastering it. Um, I hope that the success of the remaster leads to a potential remaster for other old Bioware games like Origins or Dragon Age Origins, I should say, or even like some older stuff, um, which is probably less likely, but. Yeah, that's pretty much been it. I mean, I'm assuming, I hope that I'm on the same boat as you. If it has success, like if it gets lots of sales and it obviously got a lot of critical acclaim, I think this could be a great avenue to pursue like further remasters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it'll help build some goodwill. I feel like Bioware is kind of everybody's sort of watching them to see what happens next because Anthem was kind of big, was a big failure. And Andromeda was also considered, I don't know, like, fiscally if it was considered a failure, but I know that critically it was kind of considered a failure. Um, So, you know, we'll see if they can rebuild that goodwill on the power of remakes, or I should say remasters alone. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, the next couple years with, like, the new Mass Effect coming and the new Dragon Age coming, there's, there's a lot riding on these next couple years for them yeah i think they know that too it just we'll see what happens yeah time will tell pretty hopeful but i mean they're not going to be not hopeful you know what i mean they're not gonna be like oh we don't know guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah if a company says that they must be in real trouble (laughs) right (laughs) so do you want to hop right into the news then since we went through what we played oh yeah all right want to tell us what we got kelly all right so i think it was Two days ago? Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday Tuesday the 8th. Battlefield 2024 was announced. Um, It's not coming out in 2024. (laughs) It's coming out in 2020. It's coming out this year. That is a typo. It is 2042. That's what I thought, but I was like, something (laughs) something is amiss. There's a lot of numbers here at the Kelly and Andrew Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew Studios, so... Yeah, we have a whole studio. It's just full of numbers. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Battlefield 2042 was announced. <laughs> um, it's not coming out in 2042. It's coming out October 22nd of this year. Um, the gameplay reveal is coming this Sunday. So it's kind of falling in line with the Far Cry 6 news that we had last week i think or maybe it was two weeks ago i think it was um, last week where it's very clearly about something strongly political but 
everyone insists, don't worry, guys, it's not political commentary. So <laughs> it's about a climate crisis, crises, um, you know, the one that we're just hurtling through right now. And you can even see in the trailer, it's very, like, alarming. And yet, somehow, they insist. Oh, no, 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 you guys. It's not a commentary on anything. We are not <laughs> saying, we are not taking any strong opinion about anything ever, forever. So, you know, cool, I guess. I mean, I made the same comment last week. I think once the news slows down, we should really, like, use this podcast as an avenue to discuss this in depth but but developers and publishers insistence on depoliticizing their their narratives is a little absurd especially when it's such a politically charged topic like this is about an impending climate crisis in the year 2042 yeah. that is one of the most realistic things i've ever heard <laughs> And they're like, no, 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 we just made, we just came up with this. Completely random. Right. Don't worry, guys. Play off it's the dome. Just, <laughs> just a fun shooty time. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. Have fun. I think it's really just about appeasing as many people as you possibly can. I so guess not so. trying to be controversial at all. It's just like embarrassing when studios like create these very like politically charged games and then they're like <laughs> like they try like they act like we're dumb. Like, I, I understand that this is a commentary. You don't have to, like, hold my hand and be like, don't worry. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> it's not going to get political. Don't be scared. It's, like, so patronizing. Especially when, that. like, the reveal trailer is, is making it obvious, you know? It's not right. even, like, the narrative theming or something. It's just, like, the reveal trailer is full of climate crises everywhere. Right. Likely caused due to climate change, which... Oh boy, topic for another <laughs> podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, shall we move on from that? Yeah, let's put um, that one to bed. Let's put it to bed. We have uh, news on the God of War sequel. Uh, a lot of people calling this one God of War Ragnarok, but it has no official title. Um, this was announced in the PS5 showcase last year. Um, it's a direct sequel to the 2018 God of War. And it has been delayed from 2021 into 2022, which I think is good news. Um, I think games should not be rushed. And honestly, with a game that scale, three years since the last game coming out, like that does that doesn't feel like enough time. Um, but the news that I am not keen on, and tell me your thoughts on this, Kelly, is that it has also been confirmed for PlayStation 4. Yeah, I'm not sure. That is a little bit concerning. So I, I'm like coming up with a formula in my head. Okay. If a game gets delayed once, it's a good thing. Any more than once, it is a bad thing. Okay. Because if a game gets delayed once, it probably means, okay, we're giving the studio more time to make the game. If a game gets delayed more than once, it means that even after all that time, things are still not working the way they should be. I mean, we don't have to talk about it, but like Cyberpunk got delayed like six times. Yeah. And we, you know, that game didn't exactly launch very cleanly. So that was not concerning to me. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on it because I'm like worried, like if it gets delayed again, it's like, okay, what's going to happen? But 
you're right. It is very concerning that it's only releasing on PlayStation 4. Well, there will be a PS5 version, but it's, right, but it's but the they added a PS4 4. version to this. Right. So my concern is why do we have studios that are able to make games for the PS5, like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart? Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I feel like that sounded weird. Review coming soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> but a huge studio cannot make the next God of War game for PS5. I don't understand what is going on there. I mean, I understand this year being like a little bit of a transitionary period, but next year, and I'm assuming next holiday or around there is when this game will probably come out, that will be two full years after the PlayStation 5 has launched. And if like if they're not ready to jump to the next generation at that point, I don't know what what will make them ready yeah so because like horizon is the one that i'm a little bit more understanding of because you know if it comes out this year okay it's been one year and getting a playstation 5 is particularly difficult and that game probably started development before playstation 5 review kits even existed right but god of war 2018 pushed the playstation 4 to its absolute limits and utilized that technology as much as a game could so it feels kind of crappy that the next game cannot really go that much further because it has to stay under the restraints of a 2013 PlayStation 4 model. Right. And I feel like if it was a direct, like not a direct, if it was like a sequel coming out in like a year, that would be more understandable because the, the style and the graphical limitations could be the same. Like if we're seeing yeah. these characters so close in time together, it's like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Same console, same system, barely a year between. But you're right. It did come out in 2018. That was three years ago. It'll probably, it'll be four years now. At least. When yeah. it actually releases. So there's, it's just going to be this huge chunk of time. And it's it, it's probably not going to look that much better. Not that it looks bad, but it's like, you know, we have the capability. So why push it like this? You know what I mean? I don't I just don't understand. Yeah. And the fact that like the PS4 version had that whole one shot thing where there was not a single camera cut. Mm-hmm. And like that's like something that couldn't have been done on PlayStation 3. And it really pushed the PS4 to its limits. There probably is something new that they could have done with the PS5 technology on par with that. So that's just why I'm like, the studio is very, very technically talented. And I Mm -hmm. think they could have done some really wonderful things with this new hardware. But instead, they're just going to make like a higher res or higher frame rate version of the PS4 game. Yeah. So. So moving on from that somewhat alarming news. (laughs) um, Ben Studio. The creator of Days Gone, which is a game I have never played, nor have um, I, are releasing. Well, they're working on a new IP, so a new intellectual property, and that's it. That's the whole message. We don't know <laughs> anything about it. They say we hope you embark on this new journey with us. And we can't <laughs> wait to show you what you've been working on. Well, guess what? I can't embark on this new journey with you because I don't know anything. If you're making a game that I don't care about, I'm not embarking anywhere. I'm staying firmly planted. <laughs> and that's my thoughts. I don't have a lot to say. I've never played Days Gone, so I cannot speak to the quality of the studio. I'm just, it's funny because I have 
on this show and in my life said many times, I'm not a fan of like logo reveals, like announcing games without any like story or gameplay content to back it up. So it's interesting that this studio is not announcing a game with new content. They're announcing that the, eventually they're going to announce a game. Yeah. It's a little goofy. It's I'm happy that goofy. they're doing it because after Ga- Days Gone was a little... Gays Gone. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, be. it's Pride Month. Yeah, Gays Gone is the is the Pride Month version. All the zombies <laughs> have rainbow flags as capes. Uh, but... I'm happy that they're still making games. There was a lot of rumors in the past couple months that they were basically being like shifted over to help Naughty Dog make games, which is like, that'd be disappointing because more studios is just a better thing. But I don't know, this whole, this whole thing is very, it's wacky. It's a little strange way to announce things. It's goofy. Uh, Moving on from that, we have some, we have a lot of like iffy news this week. I didn't even realize that the opening of the show is full of, full of, some somber stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yuji Naka, who is largely considered the father of modern Sonic, um, was working with Square Enix, and he directed a new-ish game called Balan Wonder World, um, which up until very recently, I just I just knew that it was called Balan Wonderland, and I found out somewhat recently that it was not called that and never was at any point called that. Um, I also thought it was Balan Wonderland. <laughs> maybe this maybe. is like a Mandela effect thing. It must be like, cause I, I just thought it was Wonderland. I never like, I heard Wonderworld and I was like, what is, is that like, is that different? Is that a different game? <laughs> um, but the game came out very recently to call it a flop would be generous. Um, it was critically panned, hated by everybody, sold poorly, uh, had a price drop within days of release. Um, it was, it was really a disaster and Yuji Naka left Sega to join Square Enix to make this game. And since then, and the game has just come out reminder, uh, he left, he has left Square Enix. Um, uh, <laughs> which I wonder it, if it was like, maybe there was some, I don't want to say sabotage cause I don't want to, you know, start rumors, but I wonder if maybe he was like, was expecting something different and then he got to Square Enix and it was like, oh, this was not what I was expecting at all. And then I feel like maybe the marketing was not handled very well either because I literally did not hear about this game until the bad reviews. Yeah. So I don't know. I wonder if it was just like, um, this isn't what I thought it was going to be kind of situation. Well, perhaps. And now the newest development is that he has left Square Enix and he's considering full on retiring. So, which I mean, it's really sad if he does because... You know, say what you will about Sonic, but like Sonic Adventure and and some of those classic games, like people hold those in very high regard. So it's sad that the person who made those would go out on such an intensely low note. Yeah, that is very unfortunate. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I tell you what I'm going to do. Oh, I'm going to open a rift to a dimension where he, Yuji Naka is happy. Oh, and- Speaking of rifts and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, uh, <laughs> uh, Sunset Overdrive had a tease, presumably, in a tweet by the Ratchet and Clank uh, Twitter. So Sunset Overdrive was an Insomniac game made in 2014. Let's confirm. 
I think it was earlier. I think it was 2012. Sunset Overdrive was made in 2014. Oh. I also, I said 2014 and then immediately was like, wait, it had to have been earlier. Because I, I, I thought it was I, a launch title. I So did I. I also thought it was a launch title. That's it was weird. a whole year after the Xbox One came out. Maybe um, that's another Mandela effect. Yeah, Mandela's after us today. <laughs> it's just when we're wrong. It's not. It's, <laughs> yeah, no. It's an alternate universe. But we've never been wrong. We've just been <laughs> sabotaged by the universe. <laughs> um, but anyway, it came out in 2014 for Xbox One. It was made by Insomniac, who is traditionally a PlayStation studio, but Microsoft paid them big bucks to make a an Xbox exclusive. Um, and then. Uh, somewhat recently PlayStation fully acquired Insomniac Games and in the process they acquired the license for Sunset Overdrive um, so now they have the option to re-release it or make a remaster or even make a sequel um, so they announced this new Rhino it's a special weapon in Rift Apart that brings in easter eggs from other PlayStation series so for example uh, you can bring in Sly Cooper in some fashion we haven't seen all of it yet but we know you can bring in something from Sly Cooper. You brought in a big dinosaur from Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, a Jeep from Uncharted. Nathan and Drake. Also, <laughs> just Nathan Drake comes. It just turns into Uncharted 5. That's how it is. Um, and then also the Warbot, which is a little robot from Sunset Overdrive. Um, I'm, I'm excited by this. I played Sunset Overdrive when I got my Xbox uh, because I'm a huge Insomniac fan and I liked it a lot. I thought it was a shame that the series basically just went away because, you know, Insomniac went back to PlayStation after that. But this seems to be, I think it's strange to have it here if they're not planning to do something with Sunset Overdrive in the near future. So fingers crossed this is more than just, you know, a little Easter egg and it might actually be something serious. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. So as I mentioned earlier, Kelly, we came uh, fresh off the heels, or as you said, fresh off the, the keels. Was that how you said it? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of Summer Games Fest, hosted by our favorite boy, favorite in the world, Jeff Keeley. Can you think of a more favorite person than that? I, you know, it's crazy, but I can actually. <laughs> I can't think of people that I like. Um either equally or more than Jeff Keighley, but, you know, he's up there. <laughs> it's actually a pretty long list of people who are above Jeff Keighley, but um, <laughs> I watched the show live. It happened just a couple hours ago as of recording on Thursday, June 10th. Um, it was a, a, a real not fun show to watch because <laughs> Jeff Keighley makes very, very bombastic shows. Um, we'll get into the news of it very shortly, but just, just as a summary... I have always disliked these shows personally because I think Jeff Keighley puts way too much stock into Hollywood actors and directors and he brings them in to say things and he brings in like musicians like we had a Weezer performance in this it had nothing to do with any video games it was just a uh, they were just like okay so this is not a game announcement but here's Weezer just singing I do like Weezer <laughs> say it ain't so yeah, they didn't sing that one. They sang a song I had never heard before and likely will never hear again. <laughs> but uh, it was but just... you can hear it all now on twitch.tv. 
because they said just stream our music yeah we don't care which which is cool that's a whole nother another shebang but right but it was it was kind of a mess i thought it was very very dumb that ryan reynolds kind of announced the biggest announcement in the show which we'll save till the end of this discussion just as a passing comment and then showed a, a movie trailer which is themed around video games but again i don't think that this is the place for ryan reynolds to be shilling about his new movie as much as i love the man i don't think it's the place for it yeah i uh, agree shall, shall we hop into what they actually announced video game wise yeah yes so uh, Gearbox has announced a Borderlands spinoff called Wonderlands, a, a fantasy take on Borderlands formula. So I didn't watch the show live. So some of this news is new to me. I watched it be live <laughs> tweeted and I was texting a friend during it. Um, so I kind of synthesized my information from those two sources. So this is some of this stuff is new to me, but. I think that the Borderlands style is one that is not utilized enough. Um, I don't know. Have you ever played Borderlands? Yeah, I played it what feels like a decade ago now. I played the first and some of the second. I enjoyed it then, but I have no desire to return. Yeah, I don't think that it's a game that I'll be like checking out. But I do think that there is something to be said for that sort of like four of us multiplayer. We're going through the story uh, like formula i guess how many times can i say the word formula that borderlands has so wow or what's at the, least what's the name of this game again uh it says wonderlands uh that ba balan wonderlands oh i think it's wonder world <laughs> <laughs> i hate to be that person but you're completely wrong <laughs> what a weird coincidence i did not notice until just now <laughs> I wonder if it's like, because the other uh, Borderlands spinoffs aren't really like Borderlands. They're not the same, like, um, like they don't have the same gameplay. Like, there's like a Tales from the Borderlands, and then there's like the Borderlands. I, ju I don't know. How many they were times pretty vague about it. It was just a cinematic teaser. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, there were guns, but I'm sure even if they changed the formula, they would still have guns. And it's themed around Tiny Tina, who's a character from those games. Not I think she's actually her, but... rather big. Yeah. Well, I think that may be the joke. It's it's her game. So congrats. Good for her. Oh, is she a large person? I think so. Okay. When you when you said that, I thought you meant she was important, not large in size. Oh, no, no, no. I think she's like, um, like a sizable woman. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, moving, on from... <laughs> <laughs> moving on from that, we have uh, SNK, who made a lot of classic arcade games before Kelly and I were alive. Um, they announced the return of the Mud Muddle, the Metal Slug series um, in a new tactical RPG called Metal Slug Tactics. Um, there's not a whole lot to say about this one. I think the art style is really nice. It's pixel art, but it's still... Uh, isometric tactical game if if tactical games are your thing if you're a fan of fire emblem or advanced wars or anything like that i i do recommend hopping on and looking at a trailer for this game um it's interesting to see such an old game returning in a new way so again not much to say at this point but it, it would be nice if snk had a success with this one speaking of 
metal. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> that was remarkable. So uh, Kojima was there at the Summer Game Show. And he had a very interesting monologue at the beginning. Um, <laughs> I was concerned for his mental health. I still am. Uh, but he was there to announce a director's cut of Death Stranding for the PS5. Uh, coming soon, quote unquote. Don't really know what that means. Probably holiday, I'm assuming. I hope. Um, I mean, I, I feel like this, it's always annoying when somebody announces like a remaster or re-release and then they're like, coming in two years. And I'm like, what? I know. I'm like, well, that's kind of how the original Death Stranding was. It's like we saw that like tease like five years before the game actually came out. So. Exactly. I mean, that's pretty. I mean, I'm a Dragon Age fan, so I can't really speak. The last <laughs> teaser we got was in 2018. So, well, that's not true. But anyway, um, I everything goes back to Dragon Age for me. Um, anyway, so <laughs> it was very like it was like a fun little reveal. There was like this part where like Sam was in a box. Norman Reedus was in a box and it was like clearly an homage to Metal Gear Solid. Um, So that was cute, but you know, we'll see what happens. I think it, it, I think it's going to be holiday this year. We'll see. It might be like spring next year, but I kind of doubt that they would, it doesn't, I mean, how much do you really have to, I mean, what else are they doing right now? You know what I mean? So. I mean, I'm curious because, because Kojima is a very, strange game maker so maybe director's cut means a little more than just like higher resolution and frame rates maybe there's like legitimately large amounts of new content yeah i do think that it will be like an expansion to some extent yeah i will say that speaking of on death stranding uh, this trailer made me very excited when it popped up not because i enjoyed death stranding all that much um i actually didn't like it all that much but there's just a certain energy to the to the five year build up to Death Stranding that was really special, like every one of the new trailers that came out once every like year or six months was like an event, and everybody's like, "All right, buckle up, let's watch this nonsense." Yeah, and I miss that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. So hopefully, I mean, I don't know, I don't think they can make new Death Stranding trailers, but Mr. Kojima seemed to 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 imply he had some stuff in his pocket for the near future. So hopefully whatever's next for him, we know soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on from that, we had a new trailer for Tales of Arise, which is a new entry in the Tales of series. So the Tales of series, if you don't know, is a very long running JRPG franchise. Um, they used to come out every single year. The past couple had been a little uh underwhelming to fans they were a little disappointed with the games so uh they went ahead and took a very long break tales of berseria was the last one released and that was 2016 and now in 2021 we're finally getting the next entry i think it looks gorgeous the new graphical style is very nice the main character is voiced by my boy ray chase who i adore um and i think i've mentioned him at least two other times on the show Pure coincidence, I promise. He's your Dragon um, Age. He's my, Ray Chase, the human being, is my Dragon Age the video <laughs> game. Uh, but I highly recommend going to check out the trailer. It's gorgeous. It comes out in September. Uh, this is a game that I do not think will be delayed because it has already been in development for so long. So you can actually put your money on that one. It's out in three months now. Yeah. So go check. Go check out that trailer. What do you, did you have I any know, thoughts I... on it, Kelly? Well, I'm very excited. The last Tales of game that I played was Tales of Vesperia, 
on the mm-hmm. Xbox 360. So I didn't even play like the re-release, um, even though I kind of want to because I really enjoyed that game. <laughs> I also played Tales of Symphonia, uh-huh. and then uh, there was one I can't remember. Tales of the Abyss. I played that. Oh uh, yes. So I'm so excited all, for you this. You played one. all the big hitters for sure. Yeah, yeah, the popular ones. I I did not play Tales of Berseria. Berseria, Bazaria. It's like Berserk, but I A instead of a K. Brazier. Uh, I did Tales not play, of Brazier. I did not play that one. I was thinking about it because I saw it for sale at GameStop, but then I was like, it's probably for sale for a reason. <laughs> Sorry, don't mean to be negative, but I did not play it. So I'm very excited because I really enjoy the tales of formula. I I always end up really liking the characters. So I'm I mean, the combat looks insanely fluid in this one. Yeah. So I'm excited to play it. Yeah. And uh, that was it. That was the end of the show. Yeah. Nothing else happened. Nothing. Nothing. Else happened. Not one thing. There was no one more thing. It's not like we're saving this for Kelly to to excitedly <laughs> announce for you. No, nothing else happened. Not one thing. Uh, so anyway uh that's been our episode uh thank you for tuning in bye (laughs) all right kelly how about how about you give the audience the news um so elden ring was re-revealed with a trail a big old honking trailer it was packed it was full of honks (laughs) gameplay there were cinematics um and it will be releasing on January 21st, 2022, which honestly, <gasps> not that far. No, I was shocked. Me I was too. expecting this re-reveal. I was not expecting a release date so soon. That is I insane. Know. I was not expecting any, like any of it. I thought we'd get like a cinematic trailer, but it was it was like, you know, it was the whole shebang. And, we'll, you know, next year we'll see it. So very exciting. And, you know, that's like the hype. You know, every cycle there's like a game that's like this is the game everybody's waiting to see and for this these past like three years it's been Elden Ring so um very exciting to finally have something concrete it looks really really good um I am like shocked I'm shaken I'm shook I'm shocked to my core (laughs) that we have a release date so soon um but I really like these Souls-like games, Miyazaki games. I'm a big fan, so I'm like shaking in my boots and excited. The boots are shaking. They are. I was just, I mean, it looks gorgeous. It looks very Dark Souls-esque, like original Dark Souls-esque. Mm-hmm. And and George R.R. R. Martin is, is a creative director on the game, which is, you know, that's why this game has been so hotly anticipated, because it's not just a FromSoft game. It's a FromSoft game with him, his name on it. Right. Um, so I I think this game will be a hit. I thought it was very gorgeous. Um, I'm I'm a FromSoft casual, if you will, which is ironic because those two words do not go together. <laughs> um, I hope there's an easy mode in this game. There won't be, but I hope there is so that I can just hop in without enormous amounts of stress. Uh, but <laughs> visually, yeah. I, yeah. Visually and narratively, I think it looks tremendous, and the gameplay looks very much like a polished version of what we already know from them. Yes, it did. It I agree. It does look very Souls One like. It also reminded me a lot of Demon Souls. Yeah, I feel like maybe they use the same bones of the Demon Souls remaster to create. Yeah, that's this. possible. But yeah, 
Very exciting. Ooh, I'm so excited. I'm rubbing <laughs> my little hands together. I don't know if you can hear. It's probably not Rub, a good sound on the... <laughs> very close to the microphone for me. A little louder. Okay, there we go. Oh, we got the I sound. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you could hear that very well. No, I saw smoke rising, too. Like... I know. I, you know, I'm a superconductor. <laughs> uh, so. so that wrapped up the Summer Games Fest. Um, it was a bad show with some good announcements. Tis the nature of Jeff Keighley. Um, but that was like a pseudo opening for what we got coming in the coming days. So two days from this time of this recording on Saturday, June 12th, we will have the start of E3. Woo! We're getting there. So let's hop into the schedule so we can let you know about the schedule before we get into our hopes and expectations. While Kelly dances on my video feed. It's it's remarkable. Oh, she's flexing. Sorry. She's flexing like like Sorry. Nintendo bout to be in a couple days. You just have to flex a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's what all of the companies are going to be saying in the next few days. That's true. Um, there will be a lot of flexing. Before we get into the schedule, we'll go over the two huge exclusions this year. Well, actually, one decently sized exclusion and one massive exclusion. Um, the decently sized one is EA, who will not be having any kind of conference. Um, but the reason that they will not have a conference is because they will be at their own show on July 22nd. Um, that's not that surprising. They have Battlefield 2042 that they just announced, and they'll be showing off on Sunday at the Xbox show. So they'll probably announce some other stuff through other conferences. So I don't think that's a big one. The much bigger exclusion is Sony and PlayStation who will not have any kind of conference this year. Oh. <laughs> that's th that's a good audience reaction. <laughs> uh, it's a little disappointing, but you know, they've definitely found their own footing and realized that they don't need their they don't need a big E3 show to get their games properly marketed. So they they really don't they're going to do something probably in the coming months hopefully, but it's a little disappointing that they're not part of the hype train that is this week. Yeah, it is kind of a bummer. I do feel like a lot of, we heard a lot of, well, I guess not. I'm getting our news confused with the summer game show. <laughs> it's all <laughs> blending together for me. But I do feel like we got a lot of like Sony-related PlayStation-esque news this week and today. So yeah, at least it's slowly trickling in. Yeah, and the third parties are going to support PlayStation regardless. So even though right. Sony's first party stuff isn't big right now. And they're probably also just like they released Final Fantasy VII Intergrade, which is the PS5 PS5 port of that game, today, and they're releasing Ratchet and Clank tomorrow, Friday the 11th. So they're probably just more focused on what they have on the plate right now before they tell you what they're serving for, for you know, dessert. Mm -hmm. But oh, I uh, liked that analogy. Thank you. I made it. it was good. Shall we uh, give them a schedule, Kelly? Yes. So Saturday. Uh, not tomorrow, two days from now. Well, when you're listening, it'll be tomorrow. Or, well, to, well it depends. It will okay, be <laughs> the 12th Saturday, of... <laughs> Saturday, June 12th, um, <laughs> at 3 p.m. Eastern time, Eastern Standard yes. Time. All our times will be Eastern, so if, if we say it and it sounds wrong, it's probably because you're in a different time zone, you dingus. Yeah, so 3 p.m. Eastern Standard, Ubisoft Forward is going to be an hour-long conference. Going to talk about, I don't know watchdogs or something 
Psych. I'm just kidding. I don't know what they're going to talk about. Probably Far Cry. Probably, probably just a lot of Far Cry. Probably Far Cry. Maybe we'll get a little tease for a long-standing IP. Maybe an, an assassin-based one. Maybe one where people kill other people. Well, that's a lot of video games you just <laughs> described. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to keep it vague so we can be right no matter what. Oh, yeah. Well, so, we already established that we we have never been wrong. So. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gearbox will also be presenting on Saturday. Uh, no time set for whatever reason. I wonder if I'm it's confused. happening in time or I I'm don't really know. Yeah, because I, I don't understand. It's two days away for us. So at this point, the fact that it doesn't have a time. Who's yes. to say? Who's to say? And then at 4.30, Devolver, Max, Pass, Plus. No uh, idea. There has been a very, very new update. This is uh, breaking news. <gasps> 5 p.m. is when Gearbox's showcase is. Oh, okay. So right after Devolver, Gearbox okay. will happen. So. so that's Saturday. Yeah. So Sunday is a big one. Sunday, June 13th at 1 p.m., we have the Xbox and Bethesda conference, 90 minutes long. We're not going to discuss this a lot because that was announced last week and we discussed it a whole bunch. So go ahead and listen to that episode if you haven't already. Um, and then after that, 3.15 p.m., we have Square Enix Presents, which is going to be a 40-minute long show. It's going to include information on Life, Life is Strange, both the remaster and the new game, um, the Avengers Black Panther DLC, which... It's a little weird seeing a basically failed game being shown off many months after launch. It's also weird that he's a DLC character. I feel like... He, okay. to be fair, he was... I don't believe that Chadwick Boseman was deceased at the time that they announced the DLC. So it didn't feel exploitative at the time. It does, <laughs> it does now, though. <laughs> yes, so... <laughs> And I feel like now it's like they have to make it free to make it justified, but they won't. So no, no. Um, and then they're also going to have an update on Babylon's Fall, which is a a platinum game to the creators of Bayonetta and uh, Metal Gear Rising, among other things. So that's a game that was announced in 2019, and then we've heard nothing about basically besides a very tiny teaser since then. Um, so I'm excited personally because I love Platinum Games to see more on this game and hopefully get a legitimate release date. Um, and then I assume there will also be some other stuff that they didn't talk about. Maybe some Final Fantasy, maybe some uh, Kingdom Hearts, but we'll talk about that in our expectations and hopes section. So Monday, June 14th, there's quite a few things going on, but the biggest one is Capcom at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you're a freak. No, <laughs> sorry. I didn't. That's not true. Uh, you're not a freak if you live in the Pacific. It's a little late standard. for that, Kelly. You already you're said right. it. You're right. I can't take the. Okay. So 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Capcom. <laughs> Very exciting. That's Monday. I'm going to be driving. Actually, I'm working from home. So I'm going to be home and I will be perusing. Perusing. Perfect. Perusing. So we'll see what Capcom has in store for us. Uh, I think Tuesday would arguably the, be the big day for you and I, at least, Kelly. Would you agree? Sure, yeah. At noon, we have the Nintendo E3 Direct, which will be 40 minutes long. 
this is a real it's a raise the roof event for sure mm -hmm. i was um, raising the roof you could not see i saw it, it was remarkable trust <laughs> me audience that will be followed immediately by a three-hour treehouse presentation which is their nintendo localization team it's where they show off a bunch of games uh, that makes me very excited because at this point we know very little about what they have to come but they have three hours worth of stuff to show after so clearly there will be some announcements at this show mm -hmm. and then at 5 25 p.m i have no idea why that's not 5 30 bandai <laughs> namco will be doing a show um that was just announced because they're going to be showing off elden ring among other things so definitely check that one out if you're interested in that or any other bandai games so now that we know the schedule kelly would you like to hop in and discuss our hopes and expectations? Yes. So do you want to start with like expectations first? Yeah, I think I think that's a smart way to start. Okay, so I have a few expectations. So I think we will be getting a Starfield trailer finally from Bethesda. Okay. Uh just because we literally have not seen anything and they're like, Yeah, this game is coming out really soon. Wink, wink, wink. But there's no trailer. So, and there's no, there's literally nothing. So I'm like, okay, well, we'll see. Um, I also think that they might be releasing another brief Elder Scrolls 6 teaser just to be like, hey guys, don't worry, we're working on it. Wink, wink. Um, so that's one of my expectations. Okay. Mine, one of my expectations is very similar to yours but uh, a little less optimistic, I'd say. I think that we're either going to see Starfield or Elder Scrolls Six, but not both. It's going to be a cinematic teaser for whichever one they have with no gameplay whatsoever and a vague 2022 release. And I will double down on that and say that I don't think they will hit that 2022 release. That is simply what they will say at their conference. Mm. I see your vision. Um, so I had another expectation. I think it's kind of been debunked now. Maybe not debunked, but um, since we aren't really getting a EA conference until July, I was going to say maybe a Dragon Age 4 gameplay trailer and a 2022 release date. I'm sticking with the 2022 release date, but I don't think I I don't see us seeing Dragon Age anywhere at E3. It's probably going to be at EA's state of play in July, if that's what it's called. I don't know what EA calls it. Uh, ea play ea play no so ea play is the service where you get free games ea yes ea Sh just ea showcase i feel like it's so days of play something like that ea fun state of play fun. no that's no. sony fun game times yes so <laughs> well i, I think uh, I think it's very possible that they'll at least have like a teaser at the Microsoft conference or something like that. So I don't I don't think that's too far fetched. I think you're still definitely being reasonable. Yeah, maybe some like recycled footage from the uh, like developer diary we saw like last year. Yeah. And like a montage of some sort. Yeah. Uh, my second expectation is that we will see Halo Infinite. It will be a full grand re-reveal i think halo infinite is basically guaranteed but my prediction is that will be a full re-reveal -re -re as though we had never seen the game to begin with and they will slap a good old-fashioned november release date on that 
and it'll be coming out at the end of this year. I see the November release date. I see that as well. I think that was one of my old expectations. Mm. Um, so my first expectation, which I feel very confident in this, is that since we are supposed to be hearing some big news about Game Pass, I think it's going to be like a family bundle, or I mean like a bundle and or like a family plan. I think that Nintendo has like a family plan, right? Yeah. I think it'll be Nintendo Online, I should say. I think it'll be something similar to that or some sort of bundle with like Hulu or some streaming service. I don't know. But I think there will be some sort of bundling happening because that's the only like big Game Pass news that I can think about. I mean, that's bold. That's very specific. So yeah, we'll see. So if you're right, you're you're brilliant. (laughs) Thank you. I actually feel pretty confident. So yeah, that's a very specific one. So I appreciate that. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, my final expectation, and this definitely also melds into a hope, is that we will get Final Fantasy 16, a new teaser for that, with a 2022 release date at the Square Enix Presents conference. That's my one of my big hopes. Mm-hmm. Shall we move into, speaking of hopes, our hopes for the conference? Yes. How about... So... Uh, I'll, uh, I, oh, I, no, no, you I, start, I, you I, start. Are you... So, we both have a small list of hopes that we want for E3. Uh, These ones are not based in reality, so you should not take these as predictions or expectations, because realistically, none of these might happen. It's very possible that we will be wrong on every count here, but this is things that we really want to happen. It's a little more uh, dreamy and things that are more fun to discuss. Expectations are like, if we get it right, we're like, ha, said so. But hopes are more so just getting ourselves hyped for no good reason. Mm-hmm. So my number five, and this one is grounded in no reality, and at this point probably can't happen. I don't care. I hope that Sony comes out of the woodwork with a surprise event not affiliated with E3. It's a full state of play, and it comes in the days following E3. So likely like next Thursday or Friday, they have a full length state of play and they announce a whole slew of games as though it was an E3 conference. That would honestly be groundbreaking. I would would cry. Life changing. Life changing. Yeah. Pretty serious stuff. I'm with you there. That's a nice hope to have. I personally hope, and this kind of goes into one of my expectations, I personally hope that we get an Elder Scrolls 6 cinematic trailer, like we got the Skyrim cinematic trailer in like 2009, 2010. Mm. I hope that we get that, and then we get a late 2022 release date. Like, see you guys, 2022 holiday, no delays, which is like a joke. It's pathetic. (laughs) No delays. We'll see you when we see you. Uh, Here's a really cool cinematic of where the next Elder Scrolls game is taking place. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think (laughs) the most we'll get is like a little tease, like a little sprinkling. Um, But, you know, I guess anything could happen. It's possible. I think I would love to see. I mean, just knowing the name of where it takes place would yeah. solidify the game it'd make it so much more real right 
Because at this point, just how many people are just calling it Skyrim 2 as a joke? Because at this point, <laughs> Skyrim has just become so solidified as the Elder Scrolls that if they if they announce that it takes place in, you know, like Elder Scrolls 6, uh, Floofton. Elsewhere? Know. Yeah. That's where or the Khajiit are from. I prefer Floofton, but... Me too, yeah, me too. Elder Scrolls 6, Floofton. I would like to go back. I have a prediction. Elder Scrolls 6, Floofton will be announced. You heard it here, folks. Coming next year to PlayStation 3. <laughs> All right, my next, my next hope, another no-reality hope, is that they will announce at the Nintendo Direct Mario Odyssey 2. Woo. Would you play it? Would you get it, Kelly? May, um, maybe if uh, Paul, what's her name? Look Pauline. Around. Pauline. Maybe if Pauline was in it. I think if she's in the first, she'll be in the second. She's uh, she's an amazing woman. Yeah, I'm with her. I didn't know you're such a big fan of Pauline. <laughs> I just like that she's like taller than Mario. Most people are. I also like that she wears red and also is a singer. I like that song that she sings. Could you give me a little like, because I can't remember what song you're talking about. Could you no. give me just like a, a little ditty so no. I can remember? We'll get copyright struck. We'll oh, because you're, you're too perfect. So it would be. Right. It would sound just like her and they'd mm. be like, oh, they're playing this song. Yeah. We don't need Nintendo to take us down. They would too. Yeah. They've got sleeper agents. Yeah, and you do look kind of identical to Pauline now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> it's true. Because no, brown it's hair, and right. you can sing. Yeah, right. I can. Yeah, I can sing, yeah. That's and true. maybe someday we'll get to hear you sing, but not, not today. Not today, no. Sorry. Gotta rest no, my vocal cords. Okay, For, because you're going to be in the reveal trailer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, I oh, didn't. Uh, oh, no, I, mean, I didn't spoil it. Oh, my God, no. leaks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, what's your next hope? My next hope, and this one I'm actually feeling a little more optimistic about than I was like a week ago when I first wrote, like when I first wrote down all my hopes and my expectations. Um, I want to see Breath of the Wild 2 gameplay and a release date like next year. We'll see though. Excuse me. We'll see though. I mean, I think maybe we'll see some. I mean, they can't just, I don't know. I feel like Nintendo doesn't really like do that they don't like put stuff out and then ignore it for five years like some game companies do not saying any names but um <laughs> so i think we will see a little bit of something and i feel like it might be gameplay but that's just me being pretty hopeful okay what's your what's this is just hope so it doesn't have to be based in much reality what release date do you want holiday 2022 so next year next yeah like next november okay you're okay with waiting that long yeah okay well i'm gonna skip to my my next hope mm -hmm. and i'll come back to the other one because uh mine is very similar to yours i'm hoping for a breath of the wild 2 gameplay deep dive so now that we know that the treehouse conference is happening realistically i expect in this hope i expect a uh a trailer a couple minutes long showing breath of the wild 2 um announced with a release date of either late this year which is far more optimistic than your hope <laughs> or early next year which means i am much more likely to be disappointed here and then maybe use like half an hour of the treehouse stream 
to show off the game in depth so we can truly see what we got going. Oh, wow. That's my hope. That's pretty. It's very helpful. That's very helpful. Hey, that's the fun of this. That's the fun of E3 is building myself up to be disappointed. That's true. And my next hope is also very helpful Uh because I want a Fallout, either a New Vegas remaster or Fallout 5. Now, bear with me, okay? Microsoft owns Bethesda. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. Obsidian. So it used to be all this drama with like Obsidian and Bethesda, yes. right? That drama doesn't have to exist anymore. So they got the same dad now. They have the same father. So yes, <laughs> brothers can fight or sisters, siblings. Let's be gender inclusive. Siblings can fight, but they can also reconcile. So I'm saying, let's take your most beloved Fallout game, right? Which is New Vegas. And let's remaster it. Let's just throw that thing in a new engine, sparkle it and shine. And you'll have just the perfect announcement. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're remastering New Vegas. It's going to be so good. Or alternatively, let's tease Fallout 5. I'm not saying we need to do like a oh, no, it's the next survivor, you know? I just want to see, like, some decrepit ruins, uh, an oldie song playing on the radio, slow pan out, and then we see, like, a Brotherhood of Steel member. Just, like, standard Fallout fair. You know what I Uh mean? That's all I need. And then then I'll be happy. So this is your hope section. What what if you got both? That would literally be insane. (laughs) I would throw up. Oh my gosh. I have a sensitive stomach when I'm excited. So (laughs) that's what would happen. All right. So send well wishes if that happens, because you know (laughs) Kelly is actively puking. (laughs) It's true. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) My word. Uh, My next hope is that Bayonetta 3 will receive a full reveal and a late 2021 release. This one is, I think, very much a long shot. That game was announced in December of 2017. And we have seen not one thing, not even like a tease. We've seen nothing since that trailer. So at this point, I don't know. I, the, the directors in the studio are continually reinforcing that the game is okay. They're like, it's not canceled. It's happening. It's going fine. But we haven't seen anything. So I think it's up to say optimistic is an understatement. It's optimistic that this game might be shown at E3, but I don't just want it to be shown. I want it to be revealed, you know, a lot of gameplay in the Treehouse stream. And it comes out this October or November. Mm -hmm. And if it came out this October, that would mean it was seven years after Bayonetta 2. So it's been enough time, in my opinion. I'm ready. I'm with you. Let me see that big tall lady. Big th- we today's theme, tall women. <laughs> Classic. Classic <laughs> gamer move. Um, my next hope is maybe a little too optimistic. I was very excited when I was thinking when I was hoping in my little head I was very excited so I may have sort of you know jumped the gun a little bit 
Um, but I want to see Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. I want to see it January 2022. Let's oh go. My. I'm ready. Oh my word. Show me that big buster sword. Show me Tifa <laughs> jumping around. Show me Aerith. I'm not going <laughs> to finish that sentence. I want to see it all. I want to see it all. I'm ready to go. Let's go. 20, you guys have been working on this remake for so long. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's go. You've had your fun, Square Enix. You've had a good time, but your time is up. Anyway, that's my that's what probably my like long shot hope. Actually, <laughs> it's very interesting. My so my number one hope is related to your number two hope because my number one hope is to see Final Fantasy VII remake part two, just to see it. I do not think in my Square Enix damaged mind that the, <laughs> that we're going to see that game until at least at least early 2023. Wow. That is my opinion because I have been hurt by Square Enix more times than I can count. I am a Kingdom Hearts and a Final Fantasy fan. The number of years I've collectively spent waiting for those series to release games, like it's over half of my not that long life already. <sighs> yeah. So so that kind of I hurt to hear you say 2023. That word sort of hurt me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I didn't mean to hurt you, and I'm very sorry. It's all right. I forgive you. It's just it's a little funny that we have the same hope, and mine is boy. Do I hope they just like say its name, <laughs> and you're like, I want it now. I want it yesterday <laughs> on my desk. Let's go. All right, what's what's your big hope, Kelly? My big hope, this is another one that I feel now is a little bit pushed back. Um, I want to see Dragon Age 4, like, full reveal, early 2022 release. I Like I said, I am very confident that it will release in 2022. It's just sort of a matter of, like, is it going to get delayed? Because Bioware games, yeah. they tend to get delayed at least once. Um, actually, most of them only gotten delayed once, but I think the past like four games have been delayed. Mass Effect 3 was delayed, Dragon Age Inquisition was delayed, Andromeda was delayed. I don't know about Anthem. I don't I don't know her. I don't like associate with her. She's like not a friend of mine. Mm, get, um, her out. get her out. And then I do think perhaps we will see a Mass Effect 5 cinematic trailer just banking on the hype from the okay. re- master but we'll see you know you know that's probably going to be a july 22nd situation because that's the ea that's your hope though yeah but ea sure. also ea probably also wants to ride this e3 train so i i think it's very it's reasonable to expect ea to be at other conferences namely microsoft um but i but i do appreciate your double hope of dragon age and mass effect they're like my two babies yeah. My two babies who I love so much and I am very concerned about um, just because there's just been a lot going on at BioWare. We talked about it earlier. They're kind of like on the brink. So everybody's mm -hmm. watching them now. There's been mm -hmm. a lot of writers sort of coming and going. Um, well, not a lot, but two Enough. of the head writers. Yeah, two of the head writers left Dragon Age like a, like about a year or two ago. So that was like a big moment of concern for a lot of people. 
Yeah. And then Mass Effect has just been like handed off and handed over so many times now. It's like, what's what's going to happen? I don't know. We'll see. Um. So Kelly, we're we're coming to the end of this episode. Next week, it's going to be a nutty episode. Probably. <sighs> I assume we're going to, regardless of our best efforts, go over our traditional one-hour runtime by probably a good bit. I'm hoping... (laughs) Go ahead. It might have to be a two-parter, you know what I'm saying? It might be a -a two-parter. It might be six hours long. Like, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, But either way, I'm excited. Uh, Hopefully, we have tons of news to discuss next week. I have one question for you, Kelly. So yes, I think it's safe to assume, very safe to assume that Nintendo will reveal a, a new character for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And I just want to know what's your number one hope? And it doesn't have to be based on any reality. I just want to know who you want in Smash. Shaquille O'Neal. That's it. No, I'm kidding. I actually think <laughs> like someone like really unexpected. Like I feel like like a Crash Bandicoot or like a Sly Cooper, somebody from like a totally Ooh. different. Yeah, I think it would be fun to do somebody who's just like, "Who are you? Like, what are oh, you doing here?" Because Crash. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> well... thinking of PlayStation All Stars now. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just cross over? All of the PlayStation All Stars are now in Smash. That's the fourth. Yes. That's the fourth character. It's just all of them. It's all. It's like Pokemon Trainer. Yeah. Just oh my goodness. Cool. And it's just a PS5 in the background. Just switching. <laughs> yeah. Astro? Uh, Sorry. I mean, I it's <laughs> I cuz Crash I feel like is a pretty a pretty safe hope. Like it's not super likely, but it's definitely plausible, you know, because mm-hmm. Crash is multi-platform now. It's owned by Activision, so it's it's PlayStation. It has PlayStation history, but it's not really like a PlayStation game, kind of like Joker. Um from Persona 5, not Batman. Um, but Sly. Good Ooh. Joker. Sorry. No apologies necessary. That was the finest part of this of this Looking recording. Cool Joker. Oh, shut up. A little cat. I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> Sorry. What were you saying? I haven't spoken in like a minute, and you just had a full <laughs> conversation with yourself. I just was thinking about playing Persona 5 in my old apartment at Eagle's Landing and just hearing Morgana's voice in my head when I went to sleep. If you don't hear Morgana, the cat's voice in your head, are you even a gamer? (laughs) Are you even a gamer? (laughs) No, you just have an Xbox. (laughs) And then that voice actor was also Sothis in uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, another character who was always yelling at you yeah she's she's a yeller that's she's a her yeller. that's her typecast an old yeller oh. Literally, she's like a billion years old the voice actress uh i actually don't know how old they are but the character is quite old a little bit crotchety if you will 39 oh okay well i would say that's crotchety a little bit crotchety Anyway, my hope for Smash character. <laughs> I want Dante from Devil May Cry or Sora from Kingdom Hearts. I feel like Sora's almost like a meme at this point. Like, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, so no, I hear be, what you're saying. It would be like fun if they embraced that. I mean, they put Minecraft Steve in it and at this Sans. point. And Sephiroth. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, the Trinity. Sephiroth. Boom, boom, See, boom. we told you Kelly was going to sing. I just didn't know when it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't mean to. <laughs> that one just came out of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, that'll do it for another episode here. Uh, I look forward to next week. It's going to be a big one. Um, a big E3 blowout. Cannot tell you when it's going to come out yet because uh, E3 is happening well into when we would usually record. So we will have to postpone because we don't want to record before E3 is over. And then, uh, but you can expect some E3 content from us next week. Look forward to it. I know I am. Me too. I look forward to discussing with you with our audience it's gonna be nuts i'm just excited for dragon age 4 to definitely be revealed to come out this year and also be in smash thank you me too yeah your optimism means the world to me dragon age for smash the whole dragon yeah the uh, the whole dragon the whole age the whole age Mm -hmm. thanks for listening everybody We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.